Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Took you long enough! Your arcanum is confusing. Well, that is a valid statement. The end. The end of the world takes the party to the literal edge of the world, where they must defeat the Archimandrite, safeguard the living star, and claim their wish. The party must first land on the promontory, the only solid piece of land on the edge of the world. Because the promontory extends from the material plane into the astral plane, it provides a final port of call from where the party can release the living star. Before they do so, however, they'll have to face down a direct confrontation with the Iron Chain Enclave itself. Following a catastrophic crash, the party must navigate their way through the Far Elf Enclave, locate the Archimandrite in the heart of his command, and defeat their implacable foe once and for all. By striving to reach extremes undreamed of by most people, the adventurers will prove themselves to be the stuff of legends. Moreover, they'll have helped the living star overcome countless threats and unleash its inner potential and act of true heroism. Hey, have you checked out Armor Class? They're a small company that does their own custom character sheets, and they make them in a variety of different styles for every class and any type of character you want to create. They do it in black and white or in color, and the cost is always efficient anywhere from 3 to 5 possibly even $7. Check them out, and if you're interested in them, click on the link down below in the description to see their product. Also use the promo code THELARPCHANNEL to get 20% off your order. So until then, enjoy. You just killed Catapult for the fourth time. You guys had left, you had made your way through Athelodon's castle. The passageway between the two... That, that, like, sea ravine sort of thing that the castle provided. You were able to sail through there, and way, way off on the horizon, you see the promontory, which is the last structure that acts as the gateway for the western gates into the astral plane itself. Everything you're seeing from here on out constantly looks like night sky, as it looks like you're quite literally sailing to the edge of the world and into the astral plane. So the sky always has a night sky about it. There's the, 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 um, what are the, the, the something lights? Um, the Northern Lights? Yeah, the Aurora it, it kinda, Yes. The Aurora Aurora. Aurora Aurora. Aurora The Swedish chef strikes again. <laughs> That I think went a little too far, but okay. I'm just eating my, I'm just eating my food. Let you guys do your thing. Um, 
So after the fight against the Gloom Feaster, uh, Zabak was in no good way at all because she had a one for a charisma score. Yes, we had to retreat. And Esther's like, yeah, I, I did. Yep, I'm gonna help you get out of here. Bye. And the two of them just shot back to the ship while Mercer and Celine stuck around, talked, got what info they needed, this, that, and the other thing before making their way to their ship. You guys finally make sail. And at some point, you notice that Far Elf ship that was back at the Penguil Village. And as it's sailing in, you're beginning to realize the same essence from the Plane of Shadow is veined across the sides of the ship. You see Catapult at the helm. You see nobody else on the deck. And you're like, um... I kill him. <laughs> you, you, put the, you put the ship up ablaze with a fireball spell... Saw the sails go up in fire. Realized the ship is still moving against the wind towards your ship. And you're like, crap. This is crap. That should not be happening. This is crap. Yeah. I think it's about what I said, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt with Mercer's face on it. And at the bottom, it's just going to go dot, dot, dot. This is crap. <laughs> yep. That'd be a solid one to have. Oh. <laughs> uh. But uh, I, I remember um, Mercer was down in the Arcanum, just chilling, relaxing. We're finally going to make it. Thank gosh. Mercer, he's back. Catapult's back. Son of a... What the... <laughs> I murder him. Your focus was on him. He kept blipping in and out as you would blast him with the force cannon. Mm-hmm. Every time he did, he somehow portaled out, portaled back in so the force of momentum threw him back into Mercer. And he was going left, right, top to bottom. The only thing he didn't try to do, because the DM forgot that you had said this, was try to grab the rope that Mercer tied himself off to and try using that to his advantage in some way. But you kill him, see his body turn from physical to spectral as he turns into a ghost. He tries one last little thwart of an attack and then fades out as he says, I'll see you again. And I'll kill you again. Um, So from there, you guys were able to continue sailing, make whatever minor repairs you had to against the choppy waters and heavy winds as you watch the older ship begin to sink. So first question is, do you guys continue to set sail or do you try to board what's left of this flaming vessel that's sinking into the ocean? It's treasure. I need crap. No. Yes. And Mercer goes over there. Absolutely oh, not. Hold on just a second. That's here. like, no. Give me a... Since it's Mercer that's doing it, it's Mercer I need to make a... Do I want to say perception or investigation? Investigation. 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 Well, no, 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 no. This is for <laughs> observation and taking a look at the ship as a whole to discern how much time you think you have... Before that ship is too far gone to I'm be I'm still able... voicing investigation. Mercer doesn't have a perception. He has an investigation. I'll tell you what, give me evens or odds. Evens. You get your investigation. <laughs> That's going to be a 17. 17? Okay, so you know you have... Maybe about a minute before too much flame 
has encompassed this ship to the point where if you get on the ship, you're not making it back. That hasn't stopped me before. Mercer, don't be a hero. Or in this case, an absolute dumbass. <laughs> and you watch as he just... I'm not coming to save you. He flies over. Oh, yeah, the 10-footed around. Yeah. Okay, so... Mercer's like, bye. The distance between the two ships is roughly the same distance as the top and lower decks of the ship. So 10, uh, yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20 feet would get you from the rail of one side over the deck of the other. Okay, so, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I only have So that'd be, that'd be two rounds Correct. there. Correct, yep, two rounds. So you're at four. Um, the I'm set, at four. Because I told you you had six rounds. I you said at, I had a minute. Roll to six. Yeah, I did. I did say a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got sixty rounds. <clears throat> sixty rounds. Right. Ten rounds is a minute. Yes. Sorry. Wow. It's three o'clock and I got my mess up. Six seconds around. Six times ten is sixty. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, yeah two of them to get over there. So you you've used two rounds. I gotta keep track of this. <clears throat> What area of the ship do you want to try to investigate? Or you just search in general? Uh, or maybe I should ask this. What exactly are you looking for? Or just anything? Well, treasure, of course. Anything valuable. Okay. That Mercer deems valuable. Shiny objects. <laughs> um, and or technological things that he could use in artificing. You know, for, you know... Okay. Those, those are the two things he's looking for. And this used to be a Far Elf vessel that was stolen by Catapult. Okay, so just trying to give myself an idea of what would make sense to find on the ship and what would be... Or magical, of course. Right. You know, if, is, it, is it magical in nature? Is it technological in nature? Okay. Or is it valuable as a whole? Like, oh, hey, look, there's a freaking ruby the size of a golf ball. That's definitely going in my pocket. <laughs> So, a few things to determine here. First off, depending on where on the ship you decide to search. Oh, I'm, I'm go instantly going to the well, uh, captain's quarters. Okay, well, hang on a second. Well, I'm just letting you know. That's the first place. You're dealing with a boat that is both encompassed in flames, thanks to you, and is currently sinking. So, depending on where on the ship you're wanting to go is going to determine the DC for your investigation to search. Yeah. And it's also going to determine what happens success or fail, and by how much determining will determine the radicalization of uh, events. Yeah, so... So... Uh, captain's quarters first. Straight to the captain's quarters? That's, yeah, okay. absolutely. That's where all the good stuff is. Um, because of the flames, you're not going to be able to dash, because it's... If you were to dash... I'm resistant to fire. I'm just going to run right through it. I don't care. That's right, you are resistant. Yes, I, I am. I about that. That's been a So, books. I don't care about fire. Okay, so, uh, even under a dash, uh, that takes up another round to get to the captain's quarters. Because I can move 50 feet with a dash. Correct, that's what I'm saying. So, to go through the door, down the stairs, around the corner, and there's the captain's quarters doors, which you can tell are pretty distinctive because it's the door itself looks very different. So, one, two, three... 
So you're investigating the captain's quarters first. <clears throat> wow, that's interesting. You gonna give me your investigation check? That is a 19. Okay. 19, that's actually pretty good. So let's do a little bit of dice rolling here. In conjunction with Tech Magic 2. All right. Because um, I can do it at will. Well, let, let's start with the Detect Magic, and depending on what I roll on the random magic item, well, random magic items, what am I thinking here? Back up here, buddy. That is not what I was looking for. Where the heck did you go? There was a treasure page where you could roll dice and it just kind of gave you an idea of that's what I'm looking for. That's what I was looking for. Okay, so depending on what I roll as far as the treasure generator goes will determine whether or not you see anything magical that's fine if you do i'm going to say re-roll your investigation with advantage okay just because it'd be easier it's easier because you can pinpoint and see what those things are yeah that's fine i just let you know <laughs> interesting set of numbers here there's one with a there's one begin with a six and it's with nine no, I rolled a 66. Oh. Just, just like rolling a natural 20 or rolling a 100, rolling a percentile die and getting the exact same set of numbers is just as rare. Okay, so I need to roll 2d4. Let's see here. Hello. What? So you. <clears throat> in the captain's quarters, you find five pieces of artistic wear, um, the uh, table a decoration. It could be a small picture hanging on the wall. I'll so all of it, choice. it's literally just a back, 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 back. Right okay. now, because I I, ha I don't have time. Right. I'm just, if, if it, like I said, if it's valuable, technological, or magical, it's going in my bag. Okay. As a side note, because I know you're going to need to know this for later, <clears throat> each of those pieces are going to be worth 25 gold piece. 1d4 times on the magic table C. And then I need to. Okay. And then for the magical items, um, re-roll for advantage. The 19 still the higher so, number. Okay. You find two interesting things. <clears throat> As the ship is starting to sway slightly because of the fire and stuff, you hear something rolling around on the floor and it sways and you see a perfectly uh, intact... 
uh, potion bottle roll out from under the bed. That was one of the things that caught your eye the first time with the detect magic. Yeah. Like I said, it's literally Straight just a the bag, yeah. grab and store. That'll be a superior healing potion when you get a chance to check it. Mm-hmm. And then just as you see <clears throat> that, you hear something fall off of one of the counters and you look over and there's a bead that has rolled off and is rolling straight for you. That was the other magic <laughs> thing. Right in. And that's the only stuff you're finding in the captain's quarters. Okay. That's all. It's blatantly obvious at some point somebody's already come in here and ransacked it. This is just stuff they missed or didn't care for. That's fine. Um, And then I'm going to go down towards the hall. Okay. I'm going to dash down towards the hall. And again, with detect magic, you know, going out 30 foot, Mm -hmm. as I'm moving that 50 foot, anything that catches my attention... I'm going to go to that first. Okay, so... If I don't, like, because as soon as I get down to the hall area, if, if I don't notice anything within 30 feet, mm-hmm. it literally is going to be the first door. I'm just going to kick it open and do a quick once-over. Okay, right. so as you're going through the hallways, at first you're not catching anything. And at least a round has gone by. Yep. Um, I need a dexterity saving throw to maintain your balance as the ship is... Losing its structural integrity. Uh, that's going to be a natural 20. So 20, I think it's a 26. Okay. Um, oh, 23. 23. Tech magic's going, so give me an investigation at advantage. Uh, that's going to be a 25. 25. Um, one of the rooms is a small quarters that... Well, it looks like a small quarters. You open it up and it's just an extra uh, storage room. Mm-hmm. Inside one of the cases... <clears throat> you don't find anything magical, but given that you're on that focused search, you do sm- spot a small chest that has, um, in modern day, this would be considered a Class A uniform in military terms. So you can tell it's a eloquent, nice, formal uniform of some kind, and it's elven in nature. Okay, in the bag it goes. Alright, um, you are five rounds in with the, uh, the searches and the saves and such. Okay. Um, give me another deck save. Uh, that's going to be 21. 21. You save. <clears throat> give me another uh, investigation. Oh, straight investigation. Do you still have the technology? Oh, yeah. Okay, then yeah. Okay, then sorry. Uh, that's going to be a 20, uh, yeah, 21. 21? All right. Do, do, do. Let's try these guys out. The lads can get out. This is on six, right? Uh, yes. I'm, making, I'm just, I'm, I gotta track. Where's that? 79. Ooh, Okay. So you are making your way down this hallway, and you're going to the obviously you're going to the areas you can get to. Yeah. As you're starting to realize that the heat from the main deck is bleeding through the ceiling and stuff, and you're mm-hmm. keeping a low profile trying to get through, you I'm can tell there's just it. areas you're not going to be able to get to either because it's going to be damaged from the fire. Yeah. Or going through there while the fire is not going to hurt you is going to hurt the room around you which could cause you to get trapped or fall through or something falls on you yeah 
etc etc um but you do come to one more room where you can't make out like the shape but you're picking up a distinctive glow in this room mm -hmm. and you can tell it's like another like a storage room or maybe it's a treasury room or it's something okay but you get up to the door the door is a much nicer eloquent looking door you can tell that this is something that was something in this room was definitely valued yeah um the heat and the fire from the door has already caused it to start to fall off of its hinges. So getting the door open, no problem at all. You get inside, and right off the bat, the ship sways again, and a box just slides right all across the floor up to you, and you're able to stop it with your foot. Mm -hmm. About the same size as your dice box there. Okay. Second it hits your foot, you hear the familiar sound of coins jingling inside of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I rolled three d6, three fours. <laughs> nice. You pop it open, and you prop it open, and what you thought were coins are actually just valued um, collector's coins. And you, you take a quick look real quick, like four, eight. 1600 gold pieces worth of collector's coins in this box right into my bag it goes and now i gotta run percentile die one more time we're gonna try there goes the box this one <laughs> of course, why? Dang it. Bring home the money. Given his familiarity with spell scrolls, he picks up the box. He's like, oh, sweet, into the bag. And then hears paper fall, looks up, and that's where the glow is coming from. A almost poster size scroll that's rolled up as a distinctive red ribbon i need a deck saving throw as he sees the magical scroll rolling straight towards fire oh, no. for him to try to lash out and grab it uh, i'm going to use flash of genius to make that an 18 18 he <laughs> leaps belly flop to the floor no! and catches just the corner of the page between his two knuckles. He's like, mm, yes. Come back nice. here. Now, for the moment, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You just know it's a magical scroll. And given its size in comparison to most scrolls. He's a killer. My bad. It, 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 <laughs> it must either be something really, really special or really, really powerful. And at this point. Both, maybe? <laughs> or the scribe was just really, really lazy and went. Um, I think that's turn seven, right? Yes. I need another dexterity saving throw. Oh, my God. Uh, beautiful. 18. 18. You just barely make it as you feel a complete jut of this ship. Like, if you hadn't caught yourself, you knew you were going to lose your footing. Yeah. Go up in the air as if levitated and get thrown across the room. And that's your red flag that, that yeah, out of I dash. <laughs> I dash out. Okay. And yeah. basically, it's like one of those like last minute, like I'm running as the ship's going down. I'm like, no. 
and slowly fly over to the other ship. <laughs> you get back onto the main deck. Um, perception check. Esther is roasting marshmallows in the fire. Uh, you said perception, correct? Right. Okay, I have a small introduction. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be a five. Five. You don't see it, and just as you get ready to go railing to your ship, I need a deck saving throw. It's a six. It's a six. Not enough. Okay. So. You go. Everybody else from the other ship is like, get over here. Get over here. As you hear, kaboom uh, from right behind you. (laughs) Flames finally hit the gunpowder. Oh, Oh, how did I not see the gunpowder? Because you rolled a six on your perception check. (laughs) No, I mean initially though. It was encompassed in flames. Yeah, you said you went burning. to the captain's quarters. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> your words. Your words. In your own die. words, I go to the captain's quarters. <laughs> you did it to yourself, buddy. That's fine. Hey, That's I always fine. said I'm going to go out with a bang. Well, there you go. It's that Rammstein song. Bang, bang. Uh, okay, cool. My sister-in-law is delivering a meal on one of the food delivery apps for mm-hmm. a customer. <laughs> this is not their name, but they have chosen the moniker of Trap God. <laughs> nice. 26 points of fire damage as an explosion kind of sends you sailing over the railing. 13. Now, at this point, you get jettisoned off of the other ship. I make it look cool, though. Can I, can I make it? Can I make a roll to make it look cool as I just like and fly? Like I know I'm going to get caught in the blast, but at least can I make some effort to like make it look cool? Uh, what, what's the skill performance? I, I mean, I'll do performance. That's fine. Yeah, performance. You know what? Hmm. I'm going to use Flash of Genius as well, making that a 21. <laughs> so. Yeah. A 21. All right, let's hear it. How's this magical menagerie of a fall? So, you know, you as you see in, like, all those movies, how the people are running, and at the last second, the explosion goes, and he jumps. And, it and he goes, like, here's you. Superman. And as the flames cover him, and, like, for a split second, you lose him, and all of a sudden, he just comes out, like, da-da-da-da! <laughs> as he's just, like, 10 feet. 10 feet and slowly lands in a superhero pose. Which would actually shatter your kneecaps and your feet. There's black marks all over him. There's little singes on the clothes and the bag. Smoke's rolling off of him. He's just... (sighs) He stands up, puts his hands on his hips, and heads to the arcade. (laughs) Chester's just slap-shot, just like, how are you not dead? Bruh. And Hal's just sitting up there at their helm, sees you, he kind of shakes his head for me and goes, Mercer, you're an idiot! You're the luckiest son of a behave I've ever met. Yeah. Like he said, and he just... What's your woman think of this? What does Celine think of all this? She's like, Celine's just not doing anything. No, you you notice like she's not even on she's not even on the deck of the ship. Where she's, is she? She's, she wandered off some down below. Oh my jam. god! You talk about a dangerous Tell Indiana me you Jones hate your partner. Moment. God, that was it right there. Yeah, like half Why of the crew. Why are you two partners? Like, 
how did you meet and become a traveling duo? Like, why are you two together? Fates crossed path, and it just it works. You just stick together. Yeah, it, it just it, it's it, it's one of those unknown. It just the the mingling between the two of them it works, and you know, well, just, just I mean, roll with it. I mean, either way you slice it, you're just playing with yourself, so fine, I'll give it to you. Okay, so, a little side note here. As you guys know, I follow a lot of different Dungeons & Dragons Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. It's also how I share out our episodes and everything. One of them is a D&D for Beginners type of group. This girl put a post up there, and I was just scrolling through, and she goes... How did she word it? She said, hey, new person here. Um, is there any way to play with myself? Hey. The reactions and comments that came from that post were exactly as you anticipated. One of which was my favorite said, Yes, you can also solo play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> Got a good uh, electric toothbrush? <laughs> A few hours later, she comments on her post. She goes, Okay, that one's on me. Yeah. My mistake. Good night. Nice job. I'm the Bart joke in a room full of children. This is what I get. <laughs> Pretty much. So in the midst of all that calamity, watching the ship sink, everybody wondering what the heck's going to happen to Mercer. Is he coming out of this? Mercer himself exploring the hallways of flame on a ship that's sinking. Da 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 da. Nobody's really focused on anything else. Um. And at the last possible moment after him coming back and just on his way down to the arcane, I remember it's just like, what the heck? Um, nobody's paying any sort of attention as an enormous shape rises up over the astral horizon. The shadow of a manta... Mercer does not see this. He's no. below deck. Yes, correct. So Celine. The shadow of a manta ray so large an entire city could be built on its back. It swoops through the sky with strange grace. As it comes closer, you can make out the strange details. An enormous body, over a mile in length, is chalk white and wrapped in huge chains. The creature's fins undulate slowly as it banks through the astral plane for above, far above, allowing you to see that an entire city has been constructed on the creature's back. Two and three-story structures are crowded close together, surrounded by thick walls. You can even make make out the silhouettes of far elves dressed in gray and black. A great behemoth makes one last pass over you, then dives down, plunging through the aurora and rushing past 300 feet overhead. The harness of great chains glows as it flies. Its magic seems to keep it aloft. You can see chains ratchet back and forth as the creature flies past, controlling the motions of its head, fins, and tails. As the manta ray passes over, far elves begin to leap from it, floating down towards your ship. What do you do? My two characters aren't on top of the ship, so... I know. Well, you said Selene saw it. No, I said Selene was down. Underneath. Oh, yeah. so the only two people who would have seen it other than the crew would Esther be and Esther and Zabak. Yeah, and Esther's at the bow of the ship, you know, checking out the waves and crap as usual. Watching the seagulls, she's like, oh crap, guys! And she's like, hollering. 
She looks back and she notices the whole crew just looking up, jaw dropping, wide eyed. Uh, duh. Huh? She looks up. Oh shit. I mean, you, we're oh, we're talking okay. something the full scale size of like the city. Yeah. Just floating like, overhead. It's a colossal manta ray. What? It's even bigger than gargantuan. Do almost borderline bigger than that. When it says behemoth, it means... Yeah. <laughs> so how loud, how loud do you yell? As loud as I possibly can! Oh my god! You I think guys. the easiest way I could describe it is take the full size of our table, and that's probably about the size of this behemoth in comparison to the size of your ship on the map. So it's a, what, three by ten table? Uh, these are by eight. two by eight. Two by eight. Two by eight. Or so, two and a half by eight. Two and a half, yeah, two and a half by eight, yeah. This is pretty big for... So it's, it's, it's massive. Mini. Yeah, this thing is... Oh, Words cannot describe the enormous size of this creature. Okay, Celine absolutely hears her yelling with a. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Twenty-seven. And she's pounding down the deck to get to the steps to yell down the steps. You guys! So she goes running by, and probably just because of uh, where she's at, she probably stops by the Arcanum and. Oh, Mind okay. you, it's been literally like three rounds since the time Mercer got down there from the well, ship. Correct, but taking consideration, this. the Arcanum works in a weird, mysterious yeah, way. Yeah, like he doesn't know how much time. So Celine passed. just cracks open the door and goes, "You're needed on the top of the ship," and then she shuts the door All and walks off. And she's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. All hands on deck." All right. Um. Given how the events happen, I'm going to say you have a 25% chance that the the time in the Arcanum was different enough that you could have had more time to rest up or heal. So if I roll a 75% or above. Yeah. That's 10. Literally seconds after Mercer walks in, he hears So he grabs the scroll and he's like, gets ready to sit there and study it. Son of a... Shoves it in his bag, <laughs> comes out, gonna kill someone. And as he walks to the door, looks up and goes, "Oh my!" Like even to Mercer, this is a starstruck moment. We just, uh. Just like I want to go pet its belly. <laughs> and you guys begin to notice a small speck 300 feet up as a group of far elves slowly begin to descend down to your ship. Um, so that's a series of books I need to pull out. Let's see here. So after a second, um, of being kind of dumbstruck by the spectacle, Mercer does what Mercer does best. Yells, friend or foe, as he has his uh, arcane cannon pointed at them. Which sounds like, to this creature sounds like friend or foe. <laughs> but that's what he does. Hal looks up, looks back down at Mercer, looks back up, looks back down at Mercer, and goes, "Out of all the freaking encounters we've had with far elves, and you're asking friend or foe?" You're right. 
Boom! And I shoot him. <laughs> right. Wait, you said this is a giant stingray just flying from the sky? Manta ray. Manta Same uh, thing. So that's going to be an 18 to hit those. Okay. The... Let's just hang on a sec because now I got to. 90 feet. Thought she cast zone of silence. It was actually zone of truth. Mercy, do you love me? Nah, fam. Oh. All right. So this is going to be somewhat of a drawn-out battle because I've got four individuals I got to keep track of. Oh man. Um, but <clears throat> how? What is the range on Mercer's force cannon? Ninety feet. So as soon as those are ninety feet, boom. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think here. What's the speed on the levitate spell? Furthermore, that's another question to ask, because I'm pretty sure levitate has a specification with... Yeah, when the spell ends, the target floats gently to the ground if it is still aloft. So they can affect themselves by levitate, spell drop at any given time and they just slowly descend down until they reach solid ground or i knock them unconscious as they're falling and they slowly fall into the astral plane well they the ocean they're under the effects of the with the chain belt thing so they're descending down 20 feet around and they're 300 feet up so holy smokes that's Mercer going to be sitting there waiting a while as these guys see these this group of people slowly descend down. Well, I mean, he can he can wait, and since they're within 120 feet, he fire or he uh, wait. What's the on fireball? Hold on a second here. He may fireball instead. I'd like to see him make a deck save in the middle of the air. <clears throat> I thought he used his fireballs because he hasn't had a chance to rest oh, since he right. fought uh, catapult. Okay, so let me check to see what spells I have left. Up. <laughs> well, I know I can. I know I can fire bolt them at 120. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah. So at 120 feet, he firebolts one of them instead. Well, I, I'm just. I don't know what you have available to you as far as spells I, or. Objects. I think I think I'm out of. I, I think I am out of, uh, um, what scrolls do you have left? Mm, give me a second. I'm getting into my Google Sheets where I have all that information stored. I think I have like three, three scrolls left. I got three. Well, I know I used at least one fireball because I, I set the sails on fire. I'm going to assume my third level spell, spell slots are used up at the moment. I remember you using one because you specifically said 
I don't mean a foot early. I don't mean a foot late. At exactly Correct. 150 feet, boom. I don't recall you doing it a second time. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm just going to assume I, I used it at this point because I, I can't quite remember. Okay. Um, so actually what he will do is at 120 feet, he will scorching ray one of them because he has uh, two uh, second level spell slots. So as soon as they're 120 feet, he zark, zark, zark. All right. Actually, so, he doesn't firebolt them, or he doesn't scorching ray them. He thunder rays them. At all three of them? All, all three are going to go to one or target. I mean, at all four of them? He, he's going to hit the one target. Out of all of them, whichever one looks the most caster based uh -huh. you know since he's had some iteration with them he's singling that one out and he's gonna blast that one okay all right um so you you notice three basic members of iron chain uh, mm -hmm. Far elves, and then one person who's dressed in a different series of robes, and seems to be like the one controlling their movement. So I'm assuming he's the one you're gonna yes. hit. Okay. Good to roll. Yeah, go for it. Do it. Twenty-one is my lowest. Um. Okay. How many hits altogether? All three. Three. All three are gonna hit them. So the first ray is 14 points. All right, let me write this down real quick. You said 14. Second ray is nine points. Okay. And the third ray is four points. Wow. Your dice don't like you. Eh, it was two decent rolls in a crap one it descended 14 9 and 4 they slowly went we did our job screw you well i mean you gotta think it's only 2d6 though so i get a i get a d8 to one of my rolls mm -hmm. so the nine is well over average yeah but the four is way below average too only two points under average eh, the max of 12 points I don't know why I'm discussing numbers. Um, <laughs> 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 points in total. Uh, okay. Do a little of my least favorite subject. Math, which we were just discussing. Math! Ah! Nobody? Nope, no clue. Okay. Let me write this down real quick. Alright, so at this point it's definitely going to be initiative.
There we go. What did Esther get? 13. What did Mercer get? 22. What did Zabak get? 30-20. Celine? 15. All right. So, we're looking at... Two, three, four. Uh, what is Celine's dexterity? Zero. Okay. All right. So, um, first up is going to be uh, the Far Elves. Right after Mercer made himself vividly known with that array of uh, uh, thunderous ray, is he? Is that what you said? Thunder ray, yeah. Thunder ray. Um, three of the far elves immediately look down as they're descending. They see Mercer and then they scope out the ship. Thanks for And a series of, out of, from the three of them, a series of blades come flying down at the ship. Buddy. So two of those blades are going to come flying straight from Mercer. Why you do that? Can I ask a dumb question? Hmm. They're daggers, right? Yes. Uh, they are 120 feet away from me. Okay. Their ship, your ship is directly below them. Correct. But throwing daggers, if they're... I, and I'm just assuming they're the same daggers I am. They wouldn't be able to hit me even at oh, outside you're right. range. You're right, you're right. Um... Nor with their chains, so... Unless they have something else. Alright, so then they're just going to ready actions as they descend down. Um... It is Mercer's turn. What is Mercer's current AC and hit, uh, current AC and max hit points? Excuse me. That's what I get for drinking pop. How dare you? Uh, his uh, max hit points are seventy-five. Okay. And his AC is nineteen. 
All right. What's Mercer do? Uh, he's going to cast Scorching Ray at um, that rope individual again. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, 15. That's going to miss. Okay. So that's the last ray. That will be a critical fumble. Um, 23 is the next lowest. Um, at that, he's going to cast shield, so that one's going to miss. Okay, and then 20, um, 24. Four. The 24 is going to hit. Okay. And that's going to be, okay, so that's a crappy roll. That is five points of thunder damage. You've seen those movies where somebody gets shot and it like grazes their arm. Yeah. Like, ah! That's essentially what you just did. You said five points? Yes. And then as a bonus action, he's going to force cannon him. And that's going to miss because he still has shield active. All right, so that's Mercer's turn. It and is... then he's going to move. So if they're coming straight down, mm-hmm. he moves 25 feet that way. On the ship? Yep. So where on the ship is he at then? He's, he's probably... Up, I'm guessing he's up top at this point. Yeah, well, he yeah, he had to be. Um, so where exactly are they coming down at? Like if they're coming straight down, where are they going to be? Um, they're going to descend down between, it looks like they're going to descend down somewhere around the main mast right here. So does he move back here by the telescope then? He does. Uh, puts his back right uh, to the pole. Well, so I didn't have a specific idea as to where he was at. Well, so I know, I'm just saying he, right he, here? yeah, he puts his back to it so that way they can't get behind him. Okay. And then he tells, uh... BB3. He's like, when that one lands, and he points at the rogue one, mm-hmm. utterly destroy it. <laughs> yeah, all four arms. <laughs> As you hear all those servos and everything wind up. I, I, I almost picture like some sort of a turbine or something in his chest just start going. Yep. <laughs> yep. His, his poor man arc reactor. Bruh. <laughs> uh, had the opportunity to be a chest cannon. Failed to be a chest cannon. <laughs> yep. There was a uh, Justice League show where they somehow got put into a different world where it was like a comic book style version of them. Mm-hmm. And one of the Characters, and I say that in quotations, name was Tom Turbine. He had a belt that activated like a turbine and it connected to two cuffs. And when he activated it, it like bulked his strength up and everything. Yeah. So you just hear this, let's go. <laughs> so if the robed individual happens to land by BB3, BB3 is just going to go boom, 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 boom. Okay. Okay. 
So that was Mercer. It is now Zabak's turn. What is Zabak's AC and max hit points? Okay, her AC, my guy. I gotta turn page here. Where are they? What, what's the distance they're falling at? I know they're levitating, so they're moving relatively slow. 20 feet around, I believe, is how the spell acts. Okay. So. But it also states that whether the spell is active or not, the after effect is that they still descend at 20 feet until so they're they land. 100 feet away at this moment. All right, all right. Because cool cool they were right at the initial combat, they were 120 feet because that's where I blasted them. They came down 20 feet, they're at 100. Right. Okay. Time to get ripped. Alright, Zabak is going to lob her javelin over returning. They're 100 feet away. Mm -hmm. Range on a javelin is 120. 30 to 120. So, disadvantage. So, you're at disadvantage then. That's, That's why I was asking because they were going to throw daggers at me. And their daggers are nasty. Oh, crap. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. Scratch that. I'm just going to hold my action until one of them gets close enough to wallop with my jawbone. Okay. Um, okay. Like uh, did you did you tell me what your AC and hit points were? 20 and 100. Yeah, sorry. She started and then I interrupted. My apologies. 100 is your max hit points? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. All right. Uh, then it's... That guy's turn. I need to check one thing here real quick. <laughs> Mercer needs to give me a con saving throw. Is it magic? It is magic. That, sir, is going to be a 26. Mm. A 26? Yep. <laughs> oh, good grief. So, this guy has the ability to cast a spell. Under the spell's definition, it says that you have to make a con saving throw in order to avoid taking full damage. In the character's description, though, it's referred to as a wisdom saving throw and what their wisdom DC for the spell is. I'm just like... Well, either way, I rolled a 19. Yeah, I mean, you made it. I just... It's like... I, why do you change it in the book when it's distinctive? Okay. Alright, so a beam of radiant energy comes down from this robed individual, hits right where Mercer is at. He makes a saving throw, so he's only going to take half damage, but he gets hit with a radiant beam that just now is... Boom, boom, oh, boom, boom, and is constantly just blasting right down where Mercer is. Do I see them doing like some like hand thing? Well, I mean, he's so he's or descending down like this, so it's just a matter of. Okay, well, I didn't know because we there was a spell we learned way back when that we had the opportunity where you got to do like some weird hand sign, and you're like, yow! 
And I was wondering if it was not, if it was oh, yeah, that spell. Well, yeah, you definitely see some sort of movement because it does require, well, wait a minute. I gotta be, I keep looking at this. I need to be looking at this. I can cast that at will. Okay, so it is the spell. So yeah, you, you don't hear him because he's too far away, but Correct. you do see his lips move and his hands slightly move. So that gives you the indication that there was at least verbal and somatic components involved in that. Well, no, I guess I guess where I was going was, is it the one that we learned where the, the you got you put your two hands together like in a triangle? Oh, hard light beam? Yeah. No, this was not that. Okay. No, because if that had happened and you had felt it, you would have also felt the force of something pushing you into the main deck. This wasn't that. Um, five, six, seven, so three points radiant damage. I'm gonna kill you. As you now see yourself standing in this beam of energy that's blasting down on you. And I do, I mouth it real slowly so he can try to read my lips when I go, I'm going to kill you. Alrighty. Oh, I don't know if he cares or not, but that, that's... It's Mercer <laughs> being Mercer. Right. Uh, let's see, is there anything else he can do that he's going to do? Um, to that, he's actually going to... Uh, um, bonus action. Mercer now needs to give me a strength saving throw. It's going to be an 18. 18. Um, so he doesn't move or anything, but he feels a second force push at him. This time it does actually kind of make him go as he feels himself getting pushed down into the deck for a oh, second. Crap. And you can tell mm. that if you hadn't prepped and saved yourself, you were going through that floor. Um, so that was his turn. Oh! Now's my favorite part, is you guys just on your ship from below deck here. Thud, thud, thud. The door opens up, and a familiar face that you guys have not heard from in a while. Lock? Friggin' better be. Am I missing a mini? I think I didn't grab one. They're right here. Yep. As Whoa. Don't fall over, Kent. As Lockdown uh, emerges from below deck and goes, About time I made it back here. Where have you been? And the, and the good old, as ever, Mercer, Took you long enough? Your arcanum is confusing. Mm. Well, that is a valid statement. <laughs> always those moments when you get stuck in your track I don't have a legit response you are correct <laughs> well, I mean Mercer has been lost in there repeatedly ah. and to say that he's gone and studied in there would make sense for him to slowly descend into an area of the Arcanum that takes a while to get back from. oh absolutely he kind of looks up he looks over at Mercer he looks back up looks at the crew goes Kill him. Oh my gosh. I've never seen such a giant creature. And he takes to the sky, flying up with the intent of trying to meet with this descending group 
as you hear his hammer go. I with me. So that'll be locked on. Okay, we I'd are ra- now. I'd let him keep their attention right there in the air versus coming right. down and getting us. Uh-huh. Go flying <coughs> shield. Yeah. Um, it is now Celine's turn. Uh, AC and max hit points, please. AC twenty three, max hit points eighty five. What does Celine do? She is going to look at the. Constitution saving throw, please. For the rogue individual. Con saving throw, you said? Yes. Twenty-one. Okay. Um, that's gonna save. Nothing happens. It was a cantrip. I will say this. Out of these dice, of all the metal dice I've had, these D20s have some serious weight in them. Mm-hmm. They are definitely solid. All right. Um, yeah, that's all she's going to do for the moment. Okay. And then we come to Esther. AC and max hit points, please. AC of 13. Max AC, max hit point of... Oh, I didn't calculate that. Hold on. Flame, 47. Okay. Just as she goes to do whatever it is she's about to do, she, in her mind, this feels like it takes a little bit longer, but in reality, it's like a an instant, an instant thing. You feel a vein from the staff mm-hmm. speak to you, uh-huh. and he goes, do you have any sort of spells like mage armor or shield? Bro, bro, I got stone skin. Calm yourself. That's not mage armor, but okay. Do you have other spells besides magic missile and uh, the psychic lance thing? Yeah, I do. In fact, summon Draconic Spirit. Okay. That's your new fifth level spell slot. (laughs) You you do have all the details for that spell? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, because that is a spell I'm familiar with, but I have not actually put any time into reading. Let's see here. Call forth a draconic spirit, manifests in an unoccupied space. See within range. What's the size of that creature? It is a large creature. <laughs> Holy jeez. Oh. Did you have something to do with that? Nope. <laughs> 
I feel the touch of Bahamut upon me. Nope. I, I did. See. I the only spell I said was teleportation circle or. Okay, so two. first question: Which family is it coming from? Metallic. Metallic uh, resembles a dragon of the chosen family, which determines certain traits in its stat block. Do you have the stats of Draconic Spirit from mm-hmm. uh, the? Yeah, AC plus 14 plus level of the spell, which is fine, so 19. Alright, give me just a sec here. Alright, so we're going to use uh, this Chimera minifig for the moment. Where are you summoning your dragon at? I am going to summon it halfway between the deck of the ship and the bottom of the stingray. You said metallic, right? Yeah, but... Okay. Big silver dragon. What's the range on that spell? 60, 60 feet. feet. So you can't summon it that far away. I'll summon it 60 feet in the air. Okay. Uh, da, da, I da, said da. halfway. That's, that's halfway. Uh, okay. And you have its stat block already, correct? Mm-hmm. That spell's going to last up to an hour. All right. Yep. So I'm going to set it here for the moment. It's on you to remember how high up in the air it is. Okay. Um, Let's go! Does it get to... Yep, it takes its turn immediately after mine. And it is going to... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try multi-attack. I how if I'm sixty if the dragon is six feet up in the air, sixty feet up mm-hmm. in the air. Where is <coughs> where is that relative to the people that are falling down towards us? It would be at eighty feet at the moment. Okay. No, because you're still in the same round. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then I told you it was going to be a long combat because there's so many people okay. to go through. They're still a hundred feet up in the air. So. Meow. Oh. <laughs> I think was funnier is a look on your face. <laughs> was that a bunch of dice that just spilled? Uh-huh. <laughs> as soon as I heard the tin bang, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Once again, this is crap. This is crap. All right. Um. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. All right, now that's averted. Back to you. What is your dragon doing? 100 feet, uh, you summoned it 60 feet. Yep. They're 100 feet, so there's a 40 foot difference. All right, it's gonna, it's gonna go 30 feet up. So it's 10 feet away from them. Mm-hmm. Because fortunately, this multi-attack uses rend, which has a reach of 10 feet. So, I'm using multi-attack, which means I'm gonna hit them with rend four times, two on each bad boy. I believe there's two falling, right? There's four of them. There's four? Okay, I'm gonna heat uh I'm gonna hit the two closest to me. Let's just do that. Okay, so that is gonna be with the draconic spirit, it can rend up to four times? Yeah. Attack. Multi-attack. The dragon makes a number of rend attacks equal to half this spell's level, round it down, and uses its breath weapon. So that'd, be that'd be two. Because you oh, saw, right, right, you right. did it at that, fifth level. Yep. Brain re-engaged. So I'm gonna hit the one guy twice. And then barbecue. Mm-hmm. 
I told you. I told you. Life is a way. Just throwing that last pebble at you. Lovely. <laughs> okay. Okay, so which two are you going to I'm hit? I'm going to hit one of them. Whichever one is right closest to me that I can just reach out and whack. Okay, so Aww. the two closest to you is going to be uh, two of the acolytes. Perfect. I'm going to hit one of them twice. Okay. Okay, so that's going to be... Oh, it's a 15 to hit, yeah, I think. Your attack modifier to hit. So. Your spell attack modifier to hit. Oh. So, whatever your uh, bonus is, mm. I think it's proficiency plus your charisma oh, modifier. Okay. so that's going to be 22 to hit. That hits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. So, okay. So, 1d6 plus 4. Plus the summon spell level, so another plus five. Holy freaking crap, you base of ten points minimum. Paramount? Okay. What was it to hit? The... You said 22? No, no, no. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. That answered in a roundabout way, yes. Okay, so I have one, two, three, four. It says hit 1d6 plus 4. Plus summon spell level. Mm. You summoned them at a level 5, yes, so yes, 5 yes. is what you add to. That's the first hit, right? Yep. The second one is going to be a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Yes, it will. And then, oh, minimum damage. So, all together, you did... Now for my breath attack. 21 points. Huh? Multi-attack. The dragon makes a number of red attacks. And uses its breath weapon. Uses Holy freaking crap. <laughs> and a 30-foot cone. <laughs> So I'm gonna it's gonna swivel its head so we can hit as many of them as possible. Uh, destructive energy in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a deck saving throw against your spell save DC. <laughs> Go for it. Hang on just a second. Let me update this guy's hit points. Okay. So I need to make a what saving throw? Dexterity uh, saving yes. throw? Okay, so. This one is for the Acolytes. That's a nine. That's a fail. And then this one is for the Monk. That is a 17. Damn. Yeah. He'll take half. Okay. So. It's a 30 foot. Home. So right, so you still need. Feet, but it spreads out. Yeah, no, I I get that. I need to know what the damage is so I can okay. figure out. So you I can did. only hit two at a time, no matter how I swivel my head. If if whoever is inside of that cone when yes. you shoot it, they have to make the saving throw. Yes. When you said you did the cone, you said you were going to do it at an angle to which you hit as many as possible. Okay, and I can only hit two. No, that 
Oh. I roll. All the acolytes have the exact same attributes. Oh. I'm not gonna roll a d20 four okay, separate okay, times. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so damage is gonna be a creature takes two d6 damage of a type this dragon has resistance to. Oh, okay. So they're gonna take some ice damage. They're gonna take seven ice damage. Seven ice. Yep. Okay, so five. Which one do you want to use? By the way, the dragon's name is Gunter. Is this going to turn into a Dritz do Erden type thing where this dragon spirit now becomes your uh, thousand percent familiar? Thousand percent. Gunter is my home choice. Oh, sweet. Okay. Here's yeah, your... Uh, good job, Gunter! Here's your uh, chimera back then. It's a back elicit, Esther. First off, holy... How did you summon a dragon? Second off, good show. How much damage did you say you did? Seven. Seven. Ice. Okay. Give me a sec here. Slow down. Let me... Let my brain catch back up here. You're good, baby. So... So, so this becomes that and this becomes that which makes this that okay now I'm all caught up. So that was Esther's turn, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Remind me, is my draconic flight an action? It's your move action. That's my movement action. I haven't moved, have I? No. Rah! I whip out my wings. Ha ha! Are you flying? Yes, now I'm flying. Straight up? Yep. 20 feet? Yep. Okay. You and Lockdown are kind of at the same levels you're both flying up even locked on's going hey check it what out the heck? <laughs> all right how do you like me now baby <clears throat> um okay so it's the acolytes turns is there anything they can do um They all make a point to attack your draconic spirit because that is in range. Mm. So, um, given how close the dragon is, they all uh, pull their chains out and start trying to fend off the dragon with chain strikes. So we're going to roll twice for each oh acolyte no. real quick. Fly, Gunter, fly! <laughs> hey, babe, do you have a blank character sheet that I could have? Hmm? Can I have a blank character sheet? I don't have any on me. Well, I might. I just, I have to go searching in my bag. Okay. Let me get through this real quick. Uh, it's going to be a 24 for the first one. <gasps> no! And a 16 for the second one. Ah, the second one misses. Okay. So that's 
one success there on an attack. Second Acolyte. That's on the edge. That's definitely a miss. That's going to be a nine misses, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the second Acolyte just completely misses. It's a 14 hit? Nope. Okay. I guess maybe I could look up at the stats here. A dirty 20 hits though, correct? Mm -hmm. So that's two successful hits. And then we get to the third one. That's gonna be a 16 that misses. That's going to be a 21, so mm. that hits. So out of six swings, we've got three successful hits. Uh, da, 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 oh no, Gunter! So, total damage from that. Let's see here. Nineteen points of bludgeoning damage as these guys all start swinging at the dragon spirit. Oh no, Gunter! Fly away! Fly away! Fly Run away! Of... Run away! Fly out of their range, Gunter! Even though you have more hit points than I do. <laughs> that dragon spirit's gonna become your guardian. Oh, heck yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and then we go back to um, Mercer. Uh, <clears throat> as a reminder, he is still standing in the beam of light. That's he moves been... out of it. Where does he move to? Uh, well, is it just directly on me in the five foot square? Yep. Side step five feet. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it matters because on their turn. Yeah, he has to move it. Yeah. So just. Yep. Boom. Just out of it. Um, and then he's going to. Uh, Firebolt. At who? The monk. Okay. Of course. Well, I mean, you guys have been hitting multiple ones. I just wanted to make sure. I've been I've been focusing. Uh, that's going to be a 21 to hit him. Oh, excuse me. Yes, that hits. Okay. I know. And then it has a bonus action force cannon. Which is a crit. So, the force cannon first... Or not force cannon. Hold, hold on just a sec here. I You're just fine. realized something. Ooh, oh, well, that's crappy. Alright, go ahead. I had numbers mixed up. So that's going to be 19 points of damage from the firebolt. Let's see here. 19, okay. Why? Why? Because I just realized I could. <laughs> yeah. And then 22 points from the force cannon. And it's pushed back five feet. 22 points from the force cannon? There's a crit. Holy crap. 
Alright, so total damage that you did, 9, 10, 11, 41 points total. Uh-huh. You fireball, you force cannon, and you see the, the shot from the force cannon catch him right up under the chin and just go, and he falls back and just starts to fall as the other three are like, so he's unconscious. I knocked him out. You killed him. You just hear Mercer going, <laughs> I told you so, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> you almost got yourself. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what you see. Uh. As, as he does, he's literally just like, whoosh, boom. There are times I really wish you'd let me catch you on camera doing that stuff because that'd be perfect imagery. (laughs) Oh, good times, good times. So that was Mercer's turn. It is now Zabak's turn. All right, I still can't do anything. We need to get you some uh, boots of flying. Wait a second. Send that dragon down here, you idiot. Esther's like, oh yeah, Gunter, go get the back. The back's gonna hold her action so she can jump onto Gunter's back when he comes down to get her. Hmm. Huh. Okay. This is a thing that can happen. Yeah. In D and D. Hopefully, the back doesn't fall. Oh my god. She's not. In, well, I mean, <laughs> she's a turtle. We're over water, you know? We, we, uh, kind of like some after so many feet. Shelf lock. <laughs> Full turtle defense. Oh, God. <laughs> you hear, turtle bomb! <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Lord. <coughs> I don't want, I don't, I really don't want Zabak's innards to become detached from her shell. That wouldn't be great. All right. So, technically, the, uh, the uh, the monk was supposed to go next, but since he's dead, yeah. I'm going to mark the descent because of the after effects they'll levitate. So they are now 80 feet as they continue to descend down. Well, Mercer's going to rob his corpse anyway. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> of course. Why would Come you? to me. Come to Papa. Your stuff is now my stuff. <laughs> um, stuff as a side note, stuff. from you my shooting him and it's sending stuff. him dead and unconscious. Just five feet. True, but now he's just a, a body of flesh falling. Yeah. Between the winds flesh. flowing and everything else, he lands in, the body lands in the water some 40 feet away from the ship. Oh, bye. We can all swim. Just chill for now, man. Can I plug into your computer to charge my phone? Uh, over here. I have a plug over here. Oh, man. It is Lockdown's right? turn. Yeah. Hold on. I got it. I got Locked on flies up another 20 feet. And he, he pulls off something very, very interesting. Double check. Does he actually pull something off? Does he pull off something cool? Did you not recall the extent of a sorcery that Lockdown goes into? Uh, no. Uh, he has abandoned us for many, many days. 
didn't hey. abandon you. He got lost in the arcade. He's been gone for like hey, a month. Hey, this is Marcia, Mercer's world. He can he can think it however he wants. Locked on abandoned us. <laughs> it didn't help that he became overtly exhausted from blending with an arcane storm for the. Blending, you say? Back in um, uh, Battle of Paradise, when Velithu's body fell in a massive arcane storm brewed overhead because the because uh, Velithu's body fell, and then the axe of Cragwall got stuck up in the giant tree. While you guys went aboard the ship to kill Admiral Steel, mm-hmm. Lockdown stayed out and blended with the arcane storm to create massive bolts of arcane energy to kill off the rest of the Black Grove soldiers. Okay, okay. I remember now. So, similar to Mercer's uh, energy alteration thing, he exhausts uh, two sorcery points to change um, fire. Huh? His elements of attack. Uh, it changes from lightning, or not lightning, uh, from fire to ice as he blasts a ice ball, not bolt, ball, right where the uh, far elves are at. They fail their saving throw, and uh, (laughs) I get to see just how much damage they take. Count, Three, four, five, six. Dice, don't you dare make this look bad. Uh, a nice solid round number of 20 points ice damage to all three of them. And he ascends 20 more feet up, so he's now 40 feet. He's about halfway to them. It's not much better, actually, but there you go. And the uh, the well, far elves now have uh, flakes and marks of frost all over them. Celine's turn. Uh, one of the. Uh, acolytes. Okay. Um, I need a uh, Constitution saving throw. One, two, or three. Uh, whichever one looks the most hurt. They are all at the same amount. Number one. Okay. I know you well enough to know which one you're going to pick, but when it comes to all three of them literally being at the exact same thing, it's like you, you actually have to pick. <laughs> Yeah, he failed. Horribly. Ugh, come on. Ooh. Uh, seven points necrotic damage as uh, Toll of the Dead rings in his ears. <sighs> and a slight few drops of blood start to run down the sides. Ah! You're right, man. Is that seven? For, yeah. A five and a two. D12s never roll well for me. Um, oh. <clears throat> While well, I'm thinking about it, 
Um, well, I'll get back to you guys on that. Never mind. Uh, okay, so that was Celine's turn. Mm -hmm. Is she doing anything else? That's all she can do. Okay, well, I mean, she had move action. That's what I was asking. It doesn't really matter. She tap dances in place. <laughs> okay. Come on down here so I can kill you. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, Esther's turn. All right, let's get wrecked. Stone skin. <laughs> wait, wait. Yep, yep. Stone skin. Okay, so what exactly does? I have re resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Okay. Outside of game, I'm going to recommend you take Mage Armor. It's a first level spell, and it bolsters your AC in general. So it doesn't matter whether it's magic damage or normal damage. It's harder to hit you. Right. And I also suggest you take Shield as a spell, so you can pull off a Mercer or a Selene. Somebody comes up to hit you. And they're like two points above your AC. You can reaction shield plus five to your AC till the end of the. Right. It sucks. It consumes a spell slot, but the amount of damage over the last three freaking books, mm -hmm. it has been worth every single spell slot. <laughs> Especially when you can bump Celine up to a twenty-eight. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I Celine is by far the most easier. difficult. Uh, character to fight against because you basically have to crit to hit her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I don't use a lot of my first level spell slots because I keep it specifically for shield. Oh. Um, is stone skin a concentration spell? Yeah. Okay, so if you take damage, you have to roll constitution. Mm -hmm. a constitution and it has to be... Have, it's basically, it's Ten or half the damage you take, I think. Yeah. Huh. Esther. Yes. You cast stone skin. Correct? Yeah. Okay. And that's all I can do, and I'm gonna fly a little further out so I'm not within like melee range of any baddies. Okay. You weren't in melee range of anybody. Your dragon spirit was in melee range. I know, I know. I'm going to make sure I stay out of range of all the bad things. Is your dragon spirit doing anything? Yeah. Now it's their turn, yeah. yeah. They are going to multi Well, they act on your turn. Yeah, they yeah. They are going to multi-tack again. Okay. So. Hit up to two people again with Rend? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to focus my... One, two, or three? Um, number one. Okay. Have we been hitting that one a lot yet? Uh, there, you've hit all of them the same, and I just poked it for seven. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so for my first attack, ooh, I don't think I'm going to make that. That's going to be ten to hit. Yeah, no. Okay. And for my second one, that's going to be twenty-two to hit. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits. Wait, that was not supposed to be 2d6. Yeah, wait. No, it was a d6 plus... Yes. Like... Nine. Because mm -hmm. it was... Is it three or four? And then plus five for the spell level. Four, so... So... It was a d6 so plus four, four plus your spell level. Yeah. Yeah. 
whatever spell slot level you can there use. You 14 points of damage on that. 14, okay. I love using these dry erase markers. It's the downside is you constantly have to take the cap off, put the cap back on, take the cap off. Somebody said, well, why don't you use those clicky markers? It's like, because they're not sealed. Clicked or unclicked, they dry out. <laughs> um, 14, you mm-hmm. said? 14 points. Do-do-do. Was that one rend or two? I, the first one missed. Okay. Six, five, yeah, number one is not looking good at all. And for my final attack, my breath weapon. They have to make a deck saving throw. Alright. Barbecue. We're having elf steaks tonight. Flash frozen. Yours is ice, so. Yeah, they failed horribly. (laughs) That's gonna be nine points of cold damage. As more flakes of ice and uh, frost form over them, and they're just like. And then he's gonna swoop down towards the back. Tell me again. Sorry, how much damage? That was nine points. And then they're gonna move. <sighs> yeah, number one, really not looking good. Okay. Um, you said he moves? Mm-hmm. He's going to swoop down towards the deck so Zabak can jump on his back. Okay. All right, hold on. One, one thing at a time. Three, two. Okay, so their chains have a reach of 10 feet. So, since he's leaving their threatened space, they all get an attack of opportunity on the on the dragon spirit. Mm-hmm. Single attack. This guy is done. I don't need that book anymore. So, first one. Uh-oh. What's your dragon's AC? 19. Oh, Lord. Does he hit his buddy? He hit his buddy. Yeah. I rolled a one and a two. Oh my gosh, these guys are idiots. Yeah. So, number one, who is on his last... Uh, Um, on its last limb is so injured that when he goes to swing he just he does not have the strength to keep trying and just goes Wham! oh god oh, no. sorry dude Bro. number two's attack of opportunity uh, that'll be a 15 I nope. assume misses sure does and this dice. And number three's attack of opportunity. 
That's a crit. Oh no, Gunter, no! And that was the boo dice. <laughs> no. That's the best type of. That's the best type of crit right there. Boo. Betrayal! <laughs> Betrayal! Uh, 11 points bludgeoning. Oh, man. As he's just kind of, he's got his, he's doing the whole. Crack! This is fine, this is fine, this is fine. Go, Gunter, go! Alright, um, so that's the end of Esther's turn, right? Um, it is now their turn. We're back at the top of the round. Now I'm going to... I did it on the Lunar Monk. So, wait, how close did, was Gunther able to get to the back? Oh, wait, and he's only got... He only flies 60 feet, so he's 20 feet above her now. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, because he had to be within 10 feet of the elves to do the wrens and everything. Yeah, I summoned, They're 80 feet in the air. Exactly. I summoned him at 60. He flew up to... You're right. You're right. You're right. I hate math. Yep. Um, now that we're at the top of a new round, instead of doing this when the Lunar Monk's turn would have been, I'm just going to do this on their turn. So they descend another 20 feet. They are now uh, 60 feet in the air. Uh, do 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 and nobody is any. Oh, they could do this. Oh It'll be a disadvantage, but they could do it. Nope. All three of them, now that they're within 60 feet, go. Might as well. Not and you see all three of them pull daggers out, look down. And immediately chuck the daggers. Is that disadvantage? So I gotta roll for every single dagger. Uh, I need to grab something really quick. So each dagger, you know what, we're going to take a break from the metal ones and jump over to these. Miss, 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 miss. You are banished for a little bit. Where's that laboratory dice? Miss. So four daggers have missed. That one is a hit. Hmm. And a miss. So out of the six daggers you see get chucked, 
down towards the ship. <coughs> uh, Mercer notices this right off the bat. Everybody else, um, if you want to, can make a, uh, a perception check to notice this. That's going to be an 18 for Celine. So that'll see it. Uh, what about Esther and Zabek? They are going to get... You said perception, yes? Yep. Ooh, 14 for Esther. That'll see it. Ooh, 16 for Zabek. So he makes that. Um, you guys all notice that when the uh, Far Elves chuck their daggers down at the ship, despite being at a disadvantage, the dagger that hits, you notice that they're all aiming at Hal. Ah. And that's confirmed by one of the daggers catching him right in the shoulder. And he's just steering the ship and all of a sudden, oh, son of a, what the? F- oh, no. <laughs> that hurt. I think I and you see all the daggers go. And then levitate, not levitate, but instantly ascend back up to their hands as, like, time went in reverse for a moment. Just... Close. Try again. You all right, buddy? No, that hurt. I mean, are you going to live? <laughs> That's what I mean. It was like, I got this. Get hit with a dagger. Are you okay? What do you think? And by okay, I mean, are you going to live? Pretty sure those daggers are poison, but it didn't affect me yet. Ah, crap. Um, yeah, Mercer's turn. Mercer's turn tells BB3. Uh-huh. Go protect Hal. Cover him. Cover me. As all four arms now are just like umbrella overing yep, him. Like interwoven, and he leans over him. Hal's just like. Uh, okay, thanks. And then Mercer walks over. Um, let's see. No, he cannot. He's out of the spell slots. Um, no. So, number one, he's going to uh, Thunderbolt him. That's going to be a... Uh, 17 to hit. That'll hit. I'm going to ask a stupid question. What's the minimum you can do with that? Three. Three? You kill him. Nice. I still want to roll it. How bad? Because it, it makes me feel bad. better knowing that I killed another one. Mm. <laughs> he only had three hit points left. Well, he took 12. <laughs> um, you, did, he, you didn't just hit him. You made his body go... <laughs> and then uh, and the one right next to him... His buddy, who's right there, number two, gets force cannoned. Oof. With a uh, 20. Ow. That'll hit. Ow. Ooh. For 17 points of force damage. And it's shunted five Did you just say 17? Yeah. You son of a... You killed him, too. <laughs> nice. Mercer's just there, and he's just like, ha, 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 ha. I hate you all. That's just like... <laughs> Good job, buddy. I'm so proud of you. He also sits there and goes, Thanks for the reminder, Hal. Reminder for what? For shooting him first. Oh. (laughs) It's like, Hal didn't say anything to Mercer. 
Well, at the very beginning of the fight, he did. I'm talking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was Mercer's turn. And then Mercer also turns and looks at the third one and just gives him the just most <coughs> evil grin possible. Just like... <laughs> so essentially the look on his face from the illustrations I have of Mercer. Yeah, he's just grinning ear to ear like... You're next. As I've taken three out. No problem. Right, what'd you say? I said, so what does the Far Elf do after that? Far Elf's kind of halfway paying attention, halfway concerned because two of his buddies just died. And he's... The monk that was... Well, yeah, that was earlier. I'm talking about right now. Immediately just saw two of his buddies go down. And he is more focused on the... um, On the... uh, On the the ship. Right there. Yeah. Mm. And there's a cross-concern between... Do I try to continue forward, or do I try to get the heck out of Dodge? Decisions, decisions, decisions. decisions. (laughs) Um, It is the back's turn. This guy is 60 feet away. I can't really do anything. Gunter has not reached me yet, and... My ranged weapons are apparently at disadvantage under 120 feet. I thought 30 to 120 was the optimal range. No. Anytime you see a ranged weapon and it gives you two numbers... Wait, he's 20 feet away? He's 60 feet away. Oh, never mind. The first number indicates how far you can throw it normally. Mm. The second number indicates the max number. All right. Reckless attack with my returning javelin. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be 24 to hit. 23 to hit. Yeah, you hit him. Heck yeah, man. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say reckless attack? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're at disadvantage for the range. Reckless gives you advantage, so it negates each other. It negates, yes. Dirty 20. Or natural 20. Sorry, natural 20. That's a crit. My bad. Yep. Yep. I rolled a 20. It was a 20. I saw. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Let's put verify yes. Are those wafers? (gasps) Roll your damage. Yes, sir. (laughs) Sugary confections. <laughs> She's a squirrel. Woo, shiny! Shut up, man. You're just as bad. <clears throat> and that's double rolled damage, so that's 12 points of damage. 12? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, these numbers Three. are just... Nickel and dime, nickel and dime. Now, at disadvantage... It's just the... The only type of easy math is the stuff I really, really know well. So, like, I know half of 50 is 25. I know 15 times 2 is 30. That seems to be the numbers I'm seeing. It's just that instant, I know that, I know that, I know that sort of thing. And for my second attempt at an attack, I got a 10. Yeah, that fails. Ah, I got you once, at least! (laughs) Dang it. I tried. Alright. That's all she can do. Yep. Uh, she just prepares herself to jump onto Gunter's back. And finally, Lockdown, who has now ascended 60 feet, flies up to the Lunar Monk and goes, ah, Let's see if I still got this. Exhausts two sorcery points to True Strike. 
and then standard attack, er, yeah, and then standard attack, cantrip, woman blade. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be, but I'm, it, I, I like it when it happens. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Die, man. No, 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 no. This is no. I didn't crit, but Locked On did a really, really good hit. Okay. So I need that. I need Probably that. Dead. That. I'm gonna kick your backside. Hey, payback oh for all those times you did it to me. Payback. 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 Take a picture of it. It'll last longer. No, but okay. <laughs> well, it wasn't all ones, but Damn, good enough. the numbers I wanted to have high ended up turning into ones. <laughs> okay, so what you guys see is the uh, hammer starts to glow, that thunderous glow. Mm -hmm. Boom! And this far elf just kind of goes head over heels backwards. Sort of like, um, uh, what was that scene? It was the first Doctor Strange movie when they're in the uh, their astral forms. Mm -hmm. And for a split second, Doctor Strange gets knocked out. And you just see his body floating backwards. That's pretty much what happens for a second. As the far elf is just... And he is down to one... Hit point syndrome. <laughs> that freaking one! You jack wagon. All those times. <laughs> cursed my rolls. Okay, so you might not know this about me. I'm something of a dollhouse enthusiast. Okay. Just it's Celine's bit. turn, by the way. And I just found these little folding chairs on a sheen. Oh, nice. They're Constitution meant, saving throw. They're meant to be cell phone holders, like little stands. Oh, nice. I'm going to order a set of four. <laughs> you said uh, con? Yep. And hope that they're the so right 19. Side. Nothing happens. <laughs> All right. Does she move time. or anything? or No? Okay. Uh, Esther's turn. Right. I'm going to write something out real quick. Can True Strike work with Firebolt? Yeah. Or does it have to specifically be a melee attack? Okay. Uh, I'd have to look and see what True Strike. Hold on. Now yeah, because that inspired me to create a new barbarian character. So <laughs> as it's Esther's turn, yes. and given it's the tail end, depending on how the spell's worded, uh, Vane might speak up for a second in the staff. Elmuhera strikes again. Yeah, you gain advantage on your first attack roll. Okay. So it's not specific so, to a so melee you hear, attack. You hear Vane in your head going, Hey, hey. What? magic ability. All right. Use two sorcery points. Quicken hey. cast. Okay. True strike firebolt. Fine. Take this, Emmer. So the first thing, exhausting two sorcery points, and both of her hands just start to glow for a second, and then she points <laughs> the staff up. And in her head, she's hearing Vane going, Ha ha, let's go! 
and then she roll your attack for fireball right. at advantage. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good thing. You I hit. Did. Yeah, I did. I have 14 plus whatever to hit. I mean, just your proficiency is an 18. Yeah, so. As a bolt of flame sli- slightly uh, encompassed in shards of ice comes flying up, and you see the far elf just kind of struggling to hold its balance for a split second. Hey, buddy, guess what? <laughs> it still dies. Five points of damage! Throw one of those little snapper firecracker things at him. <laughs> 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 just happens to look down at the last <laughs> possible at the last possible second the bolt comes up and he's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right in the head and just <laughs> 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 into the ocean. <clears throat> Combat is over. Gunter technically sticks around up to an hour unless my concentration breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So as long as you don't take damage, you're fine. If you take damage, you run the risk of losing him. Right, 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 right. Celine walks up to Hal, mm-hmm. puts her hand on him, and heals him for 12. Nice. More than enough as he just heals up and he's like, Mercer! Tink, 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 tink. Maybe three? Defense mode. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.